This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hello, dear listener. Congratulations. You've won a special prize. When I say a prize, I don't actually mean a prize. I mean a podcast. You've done, downloaded it. It's now sat on your computer, your iPod, your other MP3 players. Are there any other? I don't think so. Or possibly even your telephone. I hope you're not one of those annoying people that plays uh, music loudly on buses via your telephone, because you guys really do deserve to um, get a slap uh, around the bum cheeks. Coming up on the show, you'll hear some phone calls. You'll hear some bants and you'll hear some other bits of pieces. Shall we dive straight in? Yes. Ruth called up to talk about leaving children leaving children in baths. Leaving children in baths. Did that happen? That's what she suggested you did. What? Uh? Oh yeah. Last night, right, so my eldest, he's four, he's four and a half, yeah. and he was, he was really pushing it, OK, and he wouldn't get out of the bath. And fair play, he'd not been very well that day, he'd been thrown up that day, so he, but he was still pushing it. And he's there in the bath, and he says to me, I said, right, we're going to get out of the bath now. No, I will not. Right. I said, son, son, you're getting out of the bath now. You disgust me! <laughs> I said, I beg your pardon? You disgust me. Don't you dare speak to me like that. He's copying Daddy. Whoa, what? Really? I think so. I don't think I've used the word disgust, or have I? Maybe. You've got to play school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they pick things up. Yeah. You know what I do? I actually use reverse tactics with them mostly. Oh, go on. No, pull the plug out, yeah. get out, and it's like going out the door. You know, I see you ready, they're messing about. I said, right, I'm going, I shut the door. I'm coming, I'm coming! Oh, I, I've, no, I've done that in the past. Yeah. And then ten minutes later, he sat in an empty bath, covered in bubbles, re- yeah. still refusing to get out. Yeah. Fine, just leave it, just do it a couple of times. OK. And that, and leave him overnight? Older. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, but I put take a blanket in there. Ruth, thank you very much. There we go. There we go. T- um, uh, child rearing tips from the olden days. I' uh, not sure we can ad- advocate leaving children in baths. Yeah, you um, you wait until you have kids, Paul. Then, then you'll you'll do anything you need to. By, <laughs> to. To quote Malcolm X, by any means necessary. <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah, by any means necessary. Mr X certainly had uh, a good point. I think he was talking about bringing up children. I'm not totally sure what his, his beef was. It probably translates. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, last... You disgust me. I got really... Don't you talk to me like that, son. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Grumpy old so-and-so, Matt, who really, I think we need to install some kind of ban on him calling in, said the best way... Well, he had a rather Victorian attitude to getting children out of bath. I say Victorian, they didn't have showers in those days. Morning. How are you, boss? I'm all right. Yeah, good. You don't sound it. You sound as miserable as ever, but go on. Oh, I've got a bit of a stinking cold. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah, not really. (laughs) Yeah. What have you got for us? Um, you're on about getting your boy out of the bath. Yeah, wouldn't get out of the bath, and he said I was... Di- you disgust me, he Well, said. the reason he said that, he's exactly like you. Excuse me? He's picked that up from you. I beg your pudding? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then about. all you've got to do is get the shower what? and just 
put a cold shower on him quickly. What? And he's straight out. You went to spray a four-year-old with freezing cold water? Don't need to be freezing. Just get the shower, turn it on. Why don't I just? Do, why don't I do it with boiling water? Uh, well, you could do, but that Jesus would be a bit cruel. Yeah. You're a, and you think that yours isn't cruel? Uh, no, no. Wait, listen, it's, it's quick. It's quick. Um, Matt, Matt, listen, it's not 1914, OK? You're not five years old again, uh, having a bucket of water chucked over you uh, and some coal while you're having a bath in the frying pan, like it did in old days. Oh, very good. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you insult me more often? OK, I will do if you want. It's not, you're not having to go scrumping to steal apple because you've not got enough bread in ration and we never saw banana till we were 52 years old. There you go. There you go. You see where your children pick it up from? That, from probably from you. No, no. <laughs> probably from people, no. grumpy old people like you. No, I haven't got a, sh- a morning show. You have, and he probably listens to it. Yeah. And thinks, he thinks my dad, I'm going to copy him. He thinks Matt and Luton is such a pain in the old... Pain in the old arsenal, yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, pain in the arsenal, yes. Yeah. That, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really grumpy and miserable and rude to my daddy, like Matt is, despite the fact that my daddy is an awesome guy and is one of the most awesome people in the world. And well, you're talking about me again. No, talk about me. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Scoins is here. Hi. Maybe for not much longer. Huh? Sorry? Really? What? You've been producing? Let me move that so I can see you. You've been yeah. producing? Yes, I have. Yeah. Producing? Why are you doing it in quotation marks? And it's in italics. Uh, it's not a quote. Sorry? It's well, qu- no, but it's... You've been producing. Right. Yes, I have. That's... Yeah, I, in, I was in, in, the in italics and with quotes. Who, who are you quoting? Well, no, I'm saying you have been producing... Yeah. ...in italics and quotes... What does that even mean? Sorry? Hmm? It means that you've not been producing very well. Really? Got any Ev? Yeah. Brackets evidence? Yes, I have. This. You allowed me to slag off the moon on the radio. Are you nuts? What fun story have the Chinese given us today, Scoins? Page, Come on. Page. What, what laughs are we going to get from China today? I suspect they'll be very, very thin on the ground. Page three of today's Times. The uh, headline, oh. China sets sights on a mission to mine the moon. Hey. Uh, they're going to mine helium. About time. Locked in dust particles. And yeah. they, uh, uh, the Times here says that it could fuel the world for thousands of yeah. years. And well, the, the well, next... It will only it will fuel the world in helium. Mm. It's not going to fuel the world. It will fuel balloons and um, <laughs> uh, idiots. No, there's new there's new uh, technology that's going to mean that uh, helium uh, is a is a the, power source. The thing the thing about the moon, okay, and this is about time we we did this. The moon is so smug, isn't it? It's just so smug and arrogant. Of all the um, satellite stars, whatever it is. I'm going to call it a baby planet. Of all the baby planets, the moon is the smuggest of the lot. It just sits there changing shape, changing size. Is there a man living in there? We just, we'll, we'll never know. That's a mystery we'll never... Is it made out of cheese? Well, until someone lands there, we will never, ever whoa, whoa, know. Whoa, 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 hang on. Until someone lands there. Correct. We will never know whether the moon is inhabited or if anyone lives there or anything like that. They mean the same thing. OK, you're not Elliot Gould. This is... It has happened. All right, mate, calm down, calm down. We haven't even built a spaceship yet. What? Are you nuts? 
Uh, but the moon just sits there, looking, winking at us. It's, it's like it's almost flicking us the V's every night. Yeah, I'm so far away. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to send China to come and mine your backside and take out all the helium so hopefully you implode, you smug satellite. Are you saying that the moon is the moon, man. arrogant? Is yes, that... I hate the moon. I hate the moon. the moon. Do you know when the moon got cocky? What? When DreamWorks used it as its logo with that little lad fishing from the moon. Mm. You watch. You watch. I hate the moon. It's about time we, we taught it a lesson. It's a shame it's not us. It's a shame it's the Chinese. I don't care. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What music do you like, Scoins? I like, um... Too slow. What music do you like, Alice? Uh... Why can't you just answer the question straight away? Ask me. What music do you like, Ian? The Monkees. Right, let's try again. It's not a type of music. It's a band. Yeah, that's you what say, I was oh, thinking. You, want, you, you could oh. say late 60s kind of psychedelic, you know, pop music. All right, OK, sorry. OK, sorry. What genre of music do you like, Scoins? Uh, Dutch hardcore gabber. <laughs> you see? Pressure's on you. He Ellis. chose my favourite as well. What band do you like, Ellis? Doctor Dog. Doctor Dog. Did you just make that up? No. Who are Doctor Dog? They're like a folky pop band oh from America. God, they sound oh. awful. Sing one of their songs to us. Um, Hang on, I'll put some echo on. Go. Okay, there's this really good one that's about camping, but I don't really want to sing it now. I like to go camping, <laughs> camping. How did you see? You said you didn't we know them. We take the football and we kick it around so when we go camping. camping. We're camping, yeah. cooking the beans on a stove so outside. Sausages. I'm making love in a tent. Anyway, my least favourite bands are Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix. They're singers. Bob Dylan's songs are too long. Do you know oh. why? Because he's a lousy singer-songwriter. Oh. All of his songs are complete and utter guff unless another band gets them and makes them good. Mm. Like, I don't know, someone as talented as the Manfred Manns or indeed the Birds. The Birds. Every, every Bob Dylan... And I've tried with Bob Dylan. I've, I've looked this away, I've looked that away. I've gone early Bob Dylan, I've gone late Bob Dylan, I've gone Christian Bob Dylan, I've gone mid-70s Bob Dylan, I've gone late-60s Bob Dylan. And all of it is, without a shadow of a doubt, complete and utter guff. The only person in music, popular musical history who is worse than Bob Dylan is... is let's, let's, let's see if Alice can guess this. Who is worse than Bob Dylan, Alice? Worse than Bob Dylan? Yeah. And there's only one person yep. that's worse than Bob Dylan? Yep. Oh, man. Marilyn Manson. Oh, for goodness sakes. No, Marilyn Manson is, is actually done a couple of good songs. I'll give you a clue. He's a left-handed gentleman that thought, before he died of drugs, who thought that it was appropriate to do a wee-wee on his guitar on stage and then set fire to it. Oh, Hendrix. Yeah, Hendrix. Fuck's there, leader. Just play a song on your guitar, mate. Stop, sh- stop playing it with your teeth and then kneeling on it. And then you know, we know we, we know you're pretending it's your willy. We know, I know, I know what you're doing. You're making it phallic. That's what he's doing. Just play us a song, mate. You can do a little guitar solo, but why don't you do a guitar solo that I can understand? All on. Along the Watchtower is quite a good song. No, it's not. That's a Bob Dylan song done by Jimi Hendrix. You've just got the two worst people in musical history together with the worst song ever. What is your beef, Scoines? That's a good song. It's got a good lick. It is a good song. Right, work experience. Right, work experience can't hear me, but he's fired. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah, so he can't hear me, he's fired. Scoines, you are... This is... this. You producing this show, it's still a trial period. 
right? I can still go, actually, do you know what? No, I don't want Scoins producing this. I'll have, um, who's the, the good-looking Irish fella that does JVS? Uh, Barney? Barney? Barney Cud? What's his name? Oh, talks like that. Barry. Yeah, but I could ask Barry to do it. I could ask, well, uh, Justin, I mean, let's not be too crazy. I could even ask What's Her Face to come back if I wanted to. Get Boyle back if I had to. So just watch it, right? Now, all along the watchtower, what do you think about it? It's overrated. Thank you very much indeed. Do you hear a whisper? Give us a shout. Yeah. Ian Lee, it's coolio. Quite often during the show, I'm not really listening to the show. I'm busy um, sorting out my social life, as I was this week when I was booking tickets to see the hit movie The Nut Job. I lolled. Well, Wayne wasn't very happy about it, and he called in to complain, and that's what you're going to hear next. I've gone to the, the pictures to buy another set of three seats, right? You'll know about this, Ellis. You're, you're, you're trendy and young. So trendy. OK. I've gone to the pictures on the website to buy some seats, right? Yeah. And it allocated me three seats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the film looks rubbish, but... It's, oh, Sounds I'm, great. What am I going to do with kids all afternoon again? Two days in a row, I can't... Oh, is this the squirrel film? The nut job. Apparently it's surprisingly good. Oh! Now she wants to come, right? So it allocated me three seats. It went through, and then it said, do not refresh, and I refreshed. Oh, no. Uh, and it said, we, we cannot process this now. Right? But then I've gone back to get another three seats, and the first three seats I was allocated are grey, which means that someone's got them. Have I got them? Oh, no. Oh. What about your email? Can uh, you check your email? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, actually. Does uh, cinemas send you confirmation Oh, emails? I don't know, actually. Do they? I don't know. They would have to send me a confirmation email. Ian, you know, uh, the, the, in, in terms of the reviews for the nut job... <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. Yes, mate. They're not hitting particularly great numbers. What do they say? Well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, which is a... Uh, right, uh, yeah. a, a cynical adult website. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a review site which... Could, it's cynical, it, yeah. It draws all together a number of reviews and gives them a score. All right, mate. It scored 10%. Oh. OK, right, yeah. Out of a possible, obviously, 100%. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Well, um, but it's for, mate, it's for a four and a two-year-old. They watch any old rubbish and think it's good. Let's look at uh, the Guardian, uh, one of their oh, left, lefty muesli munching sandal wearing hippies. All right, yeah. When they put down their doobie, what did they write? Um, they've said, while Hood's plan a bank heist, furry critters conspire to raid the nut store. Um, <laughs> It's all been done better, yeah. unfortunately. Solid voice talent includes imitable Rasper Will Arnett as yes. the surly scroll, but they don't come more surly sounding than Arnett, but he brings little joy to this mechanical affair. Not oh. my words, okay. Ian, those of Jonathan Romney, the uh, Observer well, well, hang on a minute. Well, then, that, that's the only film that's on at a convenient time for me to take the boys. Oh, I'm going to have to do stuff with them, aren't I? Again, two days in a row. Uh, how to train your... How to Train Your Dragon Part 2. We watched the first one yesterday. It's on at four o'clock. It's a little bit late and it's 102 minutes. The uh, Scottish Daily Record, Ian. Oh, for goodness sake! Uh, what do they know about movies? They've also talked about nuts and they've talked about those terrible instances where people have allergic reactions what? to nuts. And they said, thinking about it, at least being struck by anaphylactic shot will get you out of sitting oh, through the rest of this flipping. furry fiasco. Right. OK, well, listen, I think Paul uh, in Biggleswade is on my side. Morning, Paul. Uh, good morning, Ian. What, what can I do for you this morning, Paul? I've got something I'd like to whisper in your ear. Uh, OK, you whisper it and we'll shout it. I'll whisper it. 
while you're at work being paid by the licensed players, I'd appreciate it if you actually did a little bit of work rather than sitting there booking cinema tickets for you and your family. Right. So you want my kids to go without you, Paul? I, I, I beg your pardon? You want my kids to go without you? Yes, I want them to go without. You want two children, four and two, the most lovable boys in the world, one's been sick, to go without? Really? Look, sorry, I'm sorry. You're, you're, this is not going to tug at my heartstrings. I don't want to tug anything of you. I've got no sympathy. Well, all I'm saying is I'm talking, I'm speaking up here for the listeners. Have you? Just hang on a minute. Have you? I'm talking here for the listeners. Have you? While you're at work, you paid your your vast expenses. Yeah, £750 a show. I appreciate if you actually did a bit of work. Have, rather than booking your blinking family outing. Have you noticed any dip in quality today while I've been booking these tickets? I have in the last ten minutes, yes. No, 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 no. I'm not interested in the nut job, some blinking cartoon about squirrels. Well, it might. you might like it. No, no. I, I'm, I'm no intention of going. Well, hang on a minute, Wayne. I'd appreciate it if you just did what you're paying you don't, to do. You don't know what I get up to at other times during the show. Well, I can only imagine yeah, that, yeah. I? Wayne? Good morning, sir. Wayne, you've seen the nut job. Do you think Paul would like it? I think Paul would love it, actually. T- I think tell Paul in Biggleswey why he should go to see the nut job. I think Paul, you'd love it. It's very engaging. It has a, an interesting storyline, and then you know, you, you're able to maybe take part in it as well. You know, the shocks and the horror. Not quite horror, but, you know, the entertainment overall, yeah. I think he'd love it. A few, few laughs in there, Wayne? A few giggles? Absolutely. Kids love it. Paul? I'm sure it's a lovely film. I've no objection about the film whatsoever. What, who is it aimed at? Three-year-olds? I suppose that's just about your level then, Ian, isn't it? Well, the boys are four and two... Oh, hang on a minute. You were having a pop at me, were you, Paul? I'm having a pop at you. Uh, Paul, so you don't want to come and use one of these spare tickets I've got for the nut job? I mean, you're... What, I, don't know, I don't know what you're on an hour. You must be on £100 an hour. You've just... You've just and Wait, then some, mate. Try, try doubling it. Uh, £200 an hour. That's correct. That's work. the figure, yeah. yeah. In the last, in the last uh, 10, 15 minutes, while you've been doing that, yeah. we, we've, we've forked out... Oh, we, it's, that's cost us... Go on, work it out. Uh, ..about 50 quid. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, oh, hang no, on a minute. It's getting Paul, worse. it's getting worse, because the only reason we're talking about the nut job now... And thank you for your excellent review, Wayne. I appreciate that, mate. Yes. Have you seen How to Train Your Dragon Part 2? Who are you talking to now? Uh, Paul first... Uh, no, I haven't seen Wayne, have you seen it? Not yet. OK, well, the, the, let, let us know if you do. Thank you, Wayne. He's good, there. We'll get him as a film reviewer. I like if him. It, if it had been the Transformers you were going to, then I might have come along with you. I'm not going to... You really are insane. I'm not going to take a two-year-old to see the Transformers movie. He will poop himself. Really? Of course he will. It's terrifying. Paul, listen, the reason that we're talking about it for the last ten minutes, do you know why? Why is that? Because you phoned in to have a moan about oh, it. Oh, well, I'd better go then. Thank you, Paul. Here's David Luton with his regular load of old guff. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Oh, come round. Break your legs. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Ooh. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The catchphrase has taken a very, very dark turn. Spiders! In a minute, we're going to speak to Peter Wrigley, a gentleman who's got some, well, horrible spiders um, living with him. Disgusting. Dave! Good morning. How do we get rid of them? Good morning, tough guy. Well, laugh, isn't it? I'll I'll give you a Chinese burn that you wouldn't forget in a hurry, sunshine. You're so so tough against the girls and Paul in the the studio, against Justin, against Dennis and Matt... But when it comes to spiders, yes, mate. 
You want to put your foot on them, don't you? No, I don't. I don't want my body to touch them. I want to put a big, heavy book on them. I want to eradicate them from the face of the earth. What do spiders do, Dave? Kill flies, mate. And if we didn't have spiders, our homes and country would be covered in flies. No, it, our homes and co- our homes. Let's forget the country because that's just yes. even more ridiculous. Yes. Our homes would not be covered in flies like an old piece of would. an old piece of meat in a Pakistani market. Would. You'll have all the flies flying around, but these spiders you kill are. them. Not just flies. I can they kill, kill animals. I don't um, mind. I don't mind fly, uh, flies. I can kill flies with a bit of fly spray. Oh, good. You're a tough guy, aren't you? Now you're coming along killing flies. Well, well, yeah, you should kill them in a sense, yeah, because they carry diseases, but a, a spider doesn't. I'll tell you what, yes, Al, go up to Whipsnade Zoo and ask us, uh, the keeper up there if you can put a tarantula in your hand. Oh, you get out of it. Why would you even suggest yeah. that, you criminal? But no, you, what are you talking about, you criminal? I'm telling you, go up there, no. get the tarantula in your hand, no. and I'll tell you what, you'll never be frightened of spiders right. again in your life. The thing is, tarantulas aren't really spiders, are they? Spi- spiders are like big black things that, that run around in the kitchen. The tarantula's yeah. not a real spider. Yeah, like somebody did the other morning in my house. Yeah. Um, furry Fred put their foot on him because he was laying spooled out on the floor in the furry, morning. Furry Fred put a pot on a cat? No. What? Somebody put their foot on Furry Fred. Good. After they, years in the house... They are disgusting, horrible no, things, not. Dave. They, they Just like you. you. Don't let me come down there, pal. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, pal. I'll get a big yeah. book and crush you against the wall. You're not big enough and when you are, you'd be too old. Oh, I'll teach you a lesson, sunshine. You'd <laughs> never forget. Well, we're good, mate. When are you going to do it? Yeah, well, whenever you want, fella. Well, yeah. Get in the car park now and I'll see you out there. I'm not joking. Well, I'm in that kind of mood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So am I. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Yeah? So, so stop you whinging on about little spiders. You st- yeah, OK, I've, I've forgotten about spiders. Now I'm talking about Daves. Let's get rid of all Daves. Hold on. You be careful, mate, because I hope my mate's not listening. He's a great big hefty bloke. His name's Dave. Well, so... I'll, I'll wipe the floor with you first, and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll batter him in the ring. You've got a mind that can't think properly. You've you got a mouth that can't me... speak properly. You could, do you think you could put me on the floor? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Could totally, I could totally pin you down and have my way with you. Oh, I could you finish on... you off in seconds. If that's you on the back of buses, well... Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, on the back of buses. No, I'm a big star in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Well, oh, yeah. It's only in, if we don't have complete reach uh, of the but thing. Just, but stop acting about little spiders. Oh, oh dear, 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 I know this, dear. I know you're changing the subject back to spiders and not about me giving the whopping of your life, sunshine. <laughs> okay, Goodbye, no. David. Goodbye, David. Deary, deary me. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, It's one of those days. We're talking about spiders because a gentleman from Sandy is convinced that one of his bins contains at least 12 different species of baby spider. We'll speak to Peter Wrigley in a moment. But Justin Dealey has taken... You've taken this one to the streets, haven't you, Justin? Morning, tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, I've met Dave and uh, you could take him. Don't worry about that. I could get him down on his knees and finish him off like that. Yeah, he's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, uh, as you mentioned a moment ago, you, you like to kill spiders. You you actually get something from this. Um, I've taken this one to the streets, Ian, and again, it's pretty graphic what's coming up here. I've been asking people, how would you kill a spider? 
And what did they say? This. Oh. Morning, sir. What's your name? Sandy. How would you kill a spider? You look pretty hard. I don't kill spiders. I'd normally just grab them and throw them outside. From Ian Lee's breakfast show, how would you how would you kill a spider, madam? Oh, gosh, with my slipper. <laughs> so you take your slipper off, just slap it. Yep. So we're on the hurry to the doctors. Yeah, I think you need help. I would step in it. Depending on how big it is, if it's little and fragile, I would pick it up and put it in the bin. No, I wouldn't. They scare me. I don't go near them. The spider? How do you kill a spider? Probably crush it. I don't kill the spider. If, I, if it does my, me any harm, then I do kill the spider. I put it to you, sir. You're a murderer. No, I am not. I'm not. I'm not. Sorry, it's time for me. I need to go. I don't like killing animals. I can put them on a towel and put them out of the window. We've got a man coming on who's got uh, 12 different species of spider yes. uh, in his bin in Sandy in Bedfordshire. What's your advice to him? Um, well, I admire him for looking after them so well. I think that's what's important. Feel the love. Good. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good. Bye-bye. Justin, stay there, because I want to talk to you in a second. Uh, but Peter Wrigley is the gentleman who claims to have all these different spiders. All these spiders are living in your bin, are they, Peter? It's Peter Rigby. Peter Rigby. It I do apologise. as in Eleanor. Yeah, more than one bin. We've got six bins yes. plus a recycling bin. It's a... a it's a block of flats, yes. and they haven't stayed in the bins. They've used the bins as incubators. Oh. Yeah, even warmer in there, yeah. nice and dark, and, you know, just the sort of place that spider likes to lurk. And what kind of spiders are lurking there, Peter? Oh, plenty, many more than 12 now. We've um, an old mate, Dave Yendel, who's a real specialist in so many wildlife um, issues. Yes. He has been going through the textbooks and he's found some really frightening things. Tropical tentweb spider, I've seen that. A tentweb spider? Yeah. Is that poisonous? Put, it is. Wait a minute, it's pretty nasty anyway, and it looks it would make Shelob look positively pussy-like, yeah? Yeah, I don't know what Shelob is, but yeah. Put, join your middle finger to the thumb and make a big circle. Yes. That is the size of the body. Oh, what? Yes, and it has four white spots that look like eyes uh, on the back. And when it's resting or being, you know, a little bit defensive... Oh, I've just Googled it. It's horrible! (laughs) It is horrible! It's frightening. It's... Puts its rear legs round the body and the front legs around Ooh. the back, and it looks like a bit like a crab. Yes. And you think, oh, that's interesting. That's an but interesting crab. when it moves, you sort of leap back. You don't want to. And I saw it leap. It went leapt. I had it on a windowsill yes. um, in the at the front of our building, overlooking the front door. Yes. And it had got there somehow. I guess it had crawled. It had found its way up a wall when it was a tiny one, and it was eating. Harlequin ladybirds. Good oh, for it good. because they are yes. not very nice things. What to is have. this about a white widow? Yes, yeah. The I found the white widow with her egg, and she was protect or oh, eggs. A big Z- plural white Z- cocoon. Yes, yes. <laughs> lots of them. Dirty, and every time widow. I moved it or it moved, it rolled away. She quickly whisked it back underneath herself. And the more I showed an interest in it, the more she glowered at me. Mm. She sort of got on top of it. What noise did she make? Oh, I didn't hear. I I probably need uh, some sort of... To hear spiders, I think they're going... (laughs) And a very low register saying, 
you know, I would pee off or something to that effect, yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't want to Spiders argue with it. Are you not tempted just to pour boiling water or crush them with a Bible? No, what I would strongly suggest, anyone that has millet coming in for the birds, yes. when they're disposing of it, dispose of it sensibly. Yes. Uh, first of all, put it into a container that will contain uh, bleach with a chlorine a addition. Chlorine bleach. Yes. That will kill the eggs. Yeah. That will kill the eggs and any little spiderlings. I hate to do this. I love no, spiders. No, you don't. You don't, Peter. You love to do it. I grew up in East Africa and they were all mates there, but these are strangers. You know, it's this thing about strangers. We, uh, we don't take well to strangers, which is sad. Are you racist against spiders? <laughs> No, but I don't know them well enough to yeah, well, avoid being bitten by them. And we, uh, we have what... And the danger is, too, yes. uh, Australia is now, with a big immigrant population, it's exporting uh, millet, and us. it could be exporting the Sydney funnel web. Peter, say that Justin... Crushing yeah. a spider with a Bible, did you just say? Yeah. Yes, wow. that, uh, that's wow. perfectly feasible. Of course it is. It's what God, God would have wanted. What would Jesus do? <laughs> Justin, now, I, know, I happen to know for a fact, Justin, yes. you're a bit like me. You're not a fan of the spider. No, I don't like to kill spiders, but uh, let's just say I don't like them. I don't like spiders or snakes. Right. Terrifying. Okay, well then your mission is at some point, before maybe for Friday's show, to go to Peter's house and uh, have a look at these spiders. What, Peter Rigby as in Eleanor? Uh, no chance. <laughs> go, no, no but, uh, I don't trust you, and also I don't trust these spiders. They're poisonous you, spiders you, living locally. Why have I got to go? You because you're Why my can't you go? I'm, I am chained... Take the Bible with you. I am changed, <laughs> chained to this chair. Peter, would you mind if we sent Justin along to verify no, this? No, that would be excellent. Is he, a, is he a specialist on spiders, or is he arachnophobic? He's a, he's a specialist on uh, 1960s American hit records. <laughs> Very good, good. OK. But Peter, Justin... Justin, we're going to... Right, that's happening. <laughs> One of the big stories of the month has been the situation in Gaza. Well, this week there was a protest uh, in Luton taking place. We thought that we would talk about it and the uh, situation in general. So we had a rabbi and someone from the Stop the War Coalition on at the same time. Let's just say they didn't really agree with each other. David Cameron is facing criticism from local MPs who've rallied in support of Lady Varsi, the former minister who resigned from government yesterday over the government's position on Gaza. On the front of the Times this morning, there's a report that Dominic Grieve, MP for Beaconsfield, has also expressed concern about the proportionality of Israel's actions. Well, a meeting is taking place this evening in Luton, hosted by Friends of Palestine. One of the speakers is Lindsay German from the Stop the War Coalition. Good morning to you, Lindsay. Good morning. We're also joined by Rafi Kaiser-Bluth, Rabbi at the St Albans Mazorti Synagogue. Good morning to you, uh, Rabbi. Good morning, sir. We'll come to you in a second, Rafi. Let's start with you first, Lindsay. What exactly is, are you hoping to achieve with this meeting this evening? Well, it's one of hundreds of meetings going on around the country which are to show support for the people of Gaza. It will be discussing the political issues, how to get aid, how to, how to help the Gazans in all sorts of ways. But also we have a very big demonstration in London on Saturday... Uh, in support of Gaza again, and we hope that uh, many people from Luton and elsewhere in the area will come to it. So the meeting is part of a build-up towards that. Why do you think Gaza needs your support? Well, because I think what's happened to Gaza in the last month has been an absolute atrocity. There are now nearly 2,000 people dead. There are more than 10,000 buildings have been destroyed. And uh, Israel doesn't seem to take any notice of anybody when they say don't do it. And we feel particularly that our government needs to be much, much stronger 
in its condemnation of what has gone on. We're calling for a recall of Parliament, and we want a situation where people actually recognise that we can have some influence over this, and our influence should be to stop Israel doing what it's doing, and, not and sending it arms all the time. And how, what, what's what, going what, on. what do you suggest the British government should be doing? Well, I think they should stop sending any arms. I think there should be sanctions on Israel. I think there should be um, breaking of diplomatic links. All of these things the British government could do very, very easily. But what is happening, Israel is allowed to get away with it because countries like the US and Britain uh, do not do this. And the people who are suffering are the Palestinians who are suffering dreadfully. OK, let's speak to... Do I call you Rabbi or Rafi? What's, what's the most appropriate? Either one is fine. OK, Rafi, it's, it's an atrocity that the British and American governments are allowing to happen. What's, what's your take on that? Well, atrocity in what sense? My question is, what is it that you think is going on here, and what is it that you think would be an appropriate response? It seems that we we claim that, yes, Israel has a right to defend itself, but then when Israel does defend itself, they get shouted at and screamed at. Uh, And it's also this this idea, this notion that Israel is occupying Gaza when, in fact, Israel has pulled out of Gaza in 2005. I'm wondering why we aren't shouting and screaming about the government of Hamas— uh, cutting operations to them, stopping funding to them. Lindsay, he has, a point, he has a point in, in that Hamas are firing rockets into Israel, aren't they? Yes, but if we're talking about Israel defending itself, this simply isn't what's going on. Uh, Israel has a major air force. It's been bombing the country for the last month. It has tanks, which have been uh, a ground force. Yes, in but Gaza Lindsay, why, why is that happening? Ask yourself this it's question. Happening. Why? It's happening because why? repeatedly, repeatedly, Israel has occupied more and more Palestinian land. As you Excuse know, me, I need to stop you right there. That is just factually incorrect. No, Israel not is not occupying Gaza. Israel does not occupy Gaza. Israel is not occupying Gaza. You can repeat this as much as you like, Lindsay. but the truth is that the since 1948, Israel has occupied successively large amounts of Palestinian land. This is continuing with the illegal settlements in Jerusalem and in in the West Bank. And it is absolutely ludicrous to talk about okay. Israel as defending itself when it has been attacking the Palestinians for the last month. Rafi, your response? Can I, can I ask you a question, please? What is it that you think that Hamas wants out of this? What is their ultimate end goal here? Do you think it's simply enough that Israel puts down its arms and Hamas will sit down and talk? Is that what you think is going to happen? I think think that, actually, Hamas will be willing to talk to all sorts of people. Hamas have refused... Lindsay, Hamas have refused... You ask me a question, do at least give me the chance to Lindsay, you have plenty of chance. You you say uh, Hamas have refused to talk face-to-face with the the Israeli parliament, haven't they? (laughs) of the people who actually refused to go to Cairo for the uh, for the talks last week, who said they won't talk not just to Hamas but to Turkey and to Qatar, who are the people who've broken the ceasefire. They broke it last week when they said an Israeli soldier had been captured. That turned out to be a lie, and it was a lie. I think you're right, Lindsay. It was a lie. He wasn't ceasefire. captured. He was murdered. And both, he, I want I want to hold it, Lindsay. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question murder. one more time, please, Lindsay. Let me ask you one more question. If you are so certain that Hamas is willing to sit down and talk to Israel, why is it that they have in their charter that they will not be satisfied until the entire annihilation and destruction of not just Israel, but of all Jews? Now, me as a Jew, me as a human being, how am I supposed to sit down and talk to someone, negotiate with someone, when their starting position is, I do not have a right to exist? Look, let, let's 
Please, no, no, no. Please answer me that question. No, no, no. Lindsay, please answer me that question. I want to be clear. I do not have it. Lindsay, you're interrupting me now. You're interrupting me now. Please let me finish. Ladies and gentlemen, Lindsay, he has asked you a specific question, Lindsay. Could you address that? He hasn't given me time to answer it. He's letting you answer it. Because I wasn't finished. Rafi, you've asked the question. Lindsay, you can answer it now. The, the truth of the matter is that if Israel wants peace in the region, it has to accept the occupation that has taken place since 67, the displacement of the Palestinians from their land from 1948, and the brutal treatment of the Palestinians ever since. And until we deal with these questions, there are many, many people who believe that what Israel has been carrying out in Gaza have been war crimes. Now, until we deal with these questions, there will never be peace in the right, region. Let me, let me... And, and let us look at a state like Israel, where every Jewish person in the world has the right to go and live there, but no Palestinian okay. has the right to return to Ruffy. the land they were driven off Ruffy. 70 years ago. Ruffy, what about the accusations that have been made that the, the old, uh, using a sledgehammer to crack a walnut, that, that, that the uh, response from Israel has been disproportionate and that they are bombing um, you UN safe houses and schools. What's your response to that? Well, I'll start by saying, first of all, Lindsay, you did not answer my question about Hamas's charter calling okay, destruction of Israel, but we'll move on from that in you. a second. This idea also of proportionality in warfare is, is a ludicrous argument that simply does not make sense for, for a variety of reasons. Number one, Hamas is launching from civilian areas. So what is exactly that Israel is supposed to be proportionate with? Well, it, it, but... but it, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Okay, Please talk, about, talk about the, UN, the, the bombing of U.N. safe houses and schools. U.N. safe houses. How many times now have missiles been found in U.N. safe houses? As far as I'm How many times? Once. Three times, sir. Three times. How, How many, many times? Lindsay, let him answer. Let him answer. Lindsay, you want to talk to me about how many schools have been hit in Israel? I can go on and on and on. How many? Three civilians have been killed in Israel in this present conflict. Lindsay, is it? Do you think? Lindsay, are you going to let me finish? Lindsay, Lindsay, are you going to let me finish? Rafi, listen, I'll chair this if you don't mind. Rafi, go on your turn. That's fine. The fact of the matter is, yes, there have been civilian casualties. I don't know where people get this idea that warfare is a surgical instrument, but Israel is not specifically targeting civilians. Hamas has repeatedly said over and over and over again, our goal is to rain destruction on Israel civilians. What about those four boys on the beach playing football? I have, I want to be clear. That was a tragedy. I don't know the specifics of what happened there. But that was not. That was not the intent. Is not to be attacking Gaza civilians. Why, but why would is why would Israel bomb a beach? Ian, you and I do not know exactly what happened there. But the purpose of this offensive is to stop the a, rocket fire and the and the, the soldiers who are trying to infiltrate target. Israel. It's an odd target to bomb a beach. Once again. I was not there. I do not know exactly what happened. But where is the, the uproar of anybody else, of these uh, the Hamas terrorists who are infiltrating Israel, for the specific purpose of kidnapping people, killing civilians? If you truly are, and I want to be clear, but if you truly are in su- support of human rights, why is it that you are not in support of human rights when it regards to Israeli civilians? Why are you shouting and screaming 
about everything else but that. Lindsay, let Lindsay respond, Lindsay. I'm, I'm absolutely in favour of human rights for all people, including all Israeli civilians. That is the honest truth. I regret the death of any single person. But you cannot compare what is happening to people in Israel at the moment with what is happening to the people in Gaza. It is simply grotesque to try and pretend there is any equilibrial, equilibrium between them. There have been three civilians killed. There have been no schools attacked. That is not true. Israel has the... The Israel has the Iron Dome defence shield, which stops virtually all the missiles. So people say missiles have been fired. They know very well most of these missiles go nowhere near uh, any sort of targets. And, and the truth is, I regret the war. I think many, many people regret the war. I regret the suffering. I know that everybody who dies is a tragedy for their family and friends and for everybody else. But let's not pretend that this is what this is really about. This is about Netanyahu using uh, the kidnapping of the teenagers in June, which he claimed was Hamas. That wasn't true. Using all sorts of other things, trying to get support from governments around the world. When we know... Israel is the most heavily armed uh, country in the region. It has repeatedly attacked the Palestinians. This is the truth. Lindsay, we're running... And it's a truth that you Lindsay... may not like, but it is the truth. Lindsay, we're running out of time. I think you've had a fair crack of the way. L- Rafi, last 30 seconds to you, sir. Last 30 seconds, I will say that you're comparing this idea that Israel has the Iron Dome, therefore it's not fair for them to defend themselves, which is a ludicrous, ridiculous argument. Israel, if Hamas is such a poor country, where have they gotten the resources to build these terror tunnels with concrete that Israel shipped in, by the way? Where is all these food and water coming in from? It's coming in from Israel. If Israel is so intent on killing the Palestinians, frankly, I'm sorry, they're not doing a very good job of it. They're there to support and defend them. And the problem is not with the Palestinians, it's with the government of Hamas, which, again, I will be very blunt and very clear, has stated repeatedly over and on in their charter are calling for the annihilation and destruction of Israel. Rafi, now, I ask you in that place, what would you do? Okay. What would you do to defend yourself? Rafi, I've got 10 seconds on this. Just one final question to you. Do you think that uh, people who are in support of the Palestinians and are against the Israeli actions, do you think there's an air of anti-Semitism involved there? Um, that's not a question I can answer in 10 seconds, except to say, when we have countries like, say, Russia, who shot down a plane, we don't all of a sudden go and antagonize and threaten death and destruction on all Russians. But I'm questioning, why is it then when we are doing that against Israel? If Israel has done something, why are there riots in the streets all over the world calling for the destruction and annihilation of all Jews? I think you need to seriously ask yourself those questions. Why is there a difference between the two things? So, you, 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 just, just to clarify, you do think there is a hint of anti-Semitism in some of this? I think it's much more than a hint, Ian. Rafi, I really appreciate your time. I hope you feel you both had uh, plenty of time. That was uh, Rafi Kaiser-Bluth, rabbi at the St Albans uh, uh, Mazorti Synagogue. And the other voice you heard there was Lindsay German from Stop the War Coalition. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. has been producing... Why the quotation marks? Again, well, I'm quoting me from earlier on. Oh, OK, fine. Yeah, uh, this week, uh, and doing the paper review. Um, it's been not very good, if I'm honest, so I asked huh? um, Ellis to step in at the last moment, and we had some really good bants, didn't good we? Good bants. And the thing about it, it was spontaneous, it was natural, it was funny, you didn't go to the big newspapers, you went to the ones that are normal-sized, so it was, I, I think people will identify with it a lot. 
Okay. Should we, should we let them have a listen? You listen to this as well, Paul. You might pick up a few tips. Um, yeah, I did find something. How, did we talk about this yesterday? The train thing? No, we didn't. This is amazing. You're so good, Alice, because I was going to do that. Go on, this is a great story. OK, um, there's a train. A man fell between the gap. Yep, yep. Between, and looking at the picture, have you seen this? This picture the is insane. The gap is tiny. Paul, have you seen this picture? Yeah, pictures it's don't... Pictures, you, you should go on the Met line. She's going to describe it now, aren't you, Alice? I'm going to... Describe. She's all right, Paul, don't worry. Describe it. This is Bri- this is brilliant. Okay. Pictures don't work on radio. Just, she's going to describe it, Paul. The she's picture is it, the tagline of the picture yeah. is stuck. Dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. Man's leg caught in gap. Yeah, yeah. And the picture. Already, I've got the image in my head. But the go picture on. is man's leg caught in gap, yeah. and it's a tiny gap. And I'm really shocked his legs managed to get down we're there. Because t- we're always told to mind the gap, and yeah. you kind of think oh, it's a tiny gap. But but this guy didn't mind the gap, he and didn't he should have done. And his leg is stuck between the the train and the platform. It's insane. How did they get his leg out? This is incredible. You're gonna like this. Have you heard this story, Paul? Yeah, I saw the picture. Okay, okay, but have you heard how they got the the leg out? Yeah, I have. Okay, it's brilliant. Go on, go, go. Passengers rushed to the rescue after a traveller's leg got caught in the two-inch gap. Wow. Staff stopped the service until he was freed without serious injury in Western Australia. And what they did, all the passengers all tilted... The train. They, they pushed it. They pushed it. It's the most. What they did initially. This is great. The guard said to all the passengers on the train, "Right, we need to stand on the other side of the train to try and hopefully that'll move it a little bit." It didn't work. So everyone got off the train. Kids, mums, dad, everybody, and they're all pushing the train to lift it. It's an incredible story. It's an incredible photograph. I've got to say, Alice, it was delivered incredibly. Thanks. Thank you. Stay there because we're going to have a bit more of this. You, you, this is great, isn't it, Paul? This is what we've been lacking for the last few... This is, this is, this is wonderful. I'm so happy. You are right, Paul? Skynes? Paul? Traveller there. Thank you, mate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never mind, I'm, I'm enjoying this, Alice. This is great stuff, thank you. It has been uh, a, a tough couple of weeks here on the show as, as we settle into some of the changes that have taken place. Not all of them successful. Uh, it's weird, when you get kind of new voices on a show or, or, or someone who's trying to push it in their uh, uh, direction, then sometimes people who feel that they've been downtrodden over the years start to, to speak up for themselves. Uh, I didn't like Justin Dealey's tone of voice on Thursday morning. I thought he was a little bit disrespectful and rude. There are no egos on the Ian Lee breakfast show, but Dealey's, I think, is getting a little bit out of control. And I hold you responsible for it, Scoynes. Thanks. It's not a compliment. Really? There you go. Right. Hang on a minute. So... Significant portion of that, I'd say 80%, was stuck in lift stories. So who's phoned your programme to say they've been stuck in a lift with Ian Beale or been in a lift with Ian Beale? Ian Woodart. Y- yes, Adam Woodart. Ian Beale. Adam Woodyatt. He used to have a beard, but, but now he's shaved it off. Adam Woodyatt. Yes. Okay. No-one's called him because I wouldn't have let them got through. The bullshine filter would have, uh, would have sounded. Oh, they really? would have been cut off. And then really? you've got some poor fellow who wants to uh, molest Kylie Minogue yes. in a lift. Who doesn't? Doesn't ma- Well, no, it doesn't matter if it's in a lift or not. It's still molestation. And yes. then a fella who wanted to go to the first floor and he pressed <laughs> the basement. I mean, really? OK, what's the best that you've got, then? 
It doesn't matter what's what. The, no, what's no, 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 it doesn't matter what. No, Daily. It doesn't matter. Well, we had um, Lynn phone in who told us something about lifts. Oh, yeah. Oh, something. What was that then? I don't remember. I don't remember. Great call. Great call. Yours. Right. Okay. Are you winding me up? No. Are you and Scoins deliberately being rubbish today? I'm just backing myself up. Listen, I have been out and about this morning for you on the hottest topics, locally, nationally, and then you started talking about lifts. Is this a joke, Scoins? Is he punking me? Great job, dude. Really. Thank you, thank Super. you. Good stuff. I, I can only do what's put in front of me. Yeah, and he did really well. And the Boris and the uh, the other stuff was great. Really. Well, the Boris stuff was all right, actually. Yes. I quite enjoyed that. And the breastfeeding stuff was yeah, good. And also, Flinton car parking. Yeah. Out there talking to people locally, how yeah. about you know, how it could affect their business long term. I'm trying to keep these people in business. We want to be local and vocal. What have you done today? When you go home today... Hang on, stay what, there. What are right. you going to say to your kids? I'm going to say, Lynn from Bletchley's on the line. Morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. Now, Lynn, what would you like to say? I uh, I've got stuck in a lift. It was oh. pretty scary. Oh, but, um, and or not, I think if I had a choice, I wouldn't mind getting stuck in the lift with... Um, Jonathan Vernon Smith. Good call. <laughs> right. Good broadcast. Oh, dear. He'd be able to get you out. Right. He's, he's brilliant. You know. He's a brilliant right. man. We're, we're late. Probably call the company. He's not. He's a brilliant man. Yeah. Right. Lynn's great that, show. He's a great award-winning. Yeah. Yeah, I've won a award. Right. Thank you, Justin. See what you've done, Scoins. Hmm? If you hear a whisper, guess give off. Us are shells. That's it. That's the podcast. Uh, the, the, oh, hang on. These are the best bits from Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. These are the best bits from Friday. Justin, you've been to see these spiders. Yes, boss. What did you make of it? Not a lot. What? <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> what? He sounds he, a bit upset, he's Peter. He's very blasé. He's very blasé. Very courageous. He didn't see the tropical tent web spider. H- hang on a second. Which uh, has hang on. Two hang sets on. Of eyes on. Hang on. Back. Peter. Peter. Yes. Are you watching Good Morning This Is Britain on the television? I'll turn it off. Yes, please. You're I the... will, sorry. No, you will. Your pardon, it's in the background. Whoa, are you still there? Just a... Just. Good, I won't... Yeah. yeah. He's watching Good Morning This Is Britain while he's doing an interview with us on BBC the Three Counties. Yes, we go. Yeah. Justin, you're right, you sound a little bit down, that mate. came on whilst I was talking yeah. to you. Yeah, oh, it just came yeah, on, yeah. Not, not my choice of no. listening. No, There we are. So, now, mm. right in front of me, I have the tropical tentwed spider, which leapt out of my front window. No, you don't. Never no, you don't. Never seen Peter. again, I hope. And no, you don't. a big black widow with a wonderful red hourglass under her no, belly. No, it's the female Peter. that's um, more no. deadly than the, than the male. It, as so often, no. Peter, we know that. Hang on, Peter. We men, we're, we're softies. Yes, Peter. Um, yes. And then Shut there's up. the, Peter? Uh, what's it called? I've got no idea. The, the, Peter. the Sydney funnel web. Peter. Now, I Hello. talked to the Australian High yes. Commission in London okay. the other day. And I out. said, you're very good at preventing unwanted species from coming in, but you have a big mig- immigrant community, yes, many of whom, for, for whom millet is a very important a second, staple, just. and they grow it there yeah. for their own needs, okay. because you don't grow it, no. um, and gonna, they have a surplus, hello? so be yes. good businessmen and businesswomen, no idea what you're talking they export about. it. Right, and with that could Peter? be coming the Sydney funnel web. Excellent, Peter. There's a gap there. I'm gonna. I'm in there. I've got my foot in the doorway. Justin, you haven't. Yeah, yeah I have. No. Justin, Watch out! Any spiders <laughs> behind it? Yeah. Watch out! Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great bands, Justin. My goodness me. You you sound uh, like I feel right now. What happened? Oh, uh, do you know what? You, you, listen a minute. Listen, boss. Uh, 
I've had, I've had a bad week. The, 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 the radio car's not working. A mixture of Wheeler and Khan have messed up the radio car. Yeah. Well, I'm on my way back from Sandy to come and see you. Thankfully, I managed to get out of Peter's home, OK? <laughs> you, you're, you're, In one you're, piece. Yeah. Yes, yes, thank you. You'll, you'll hear this report at 10 to 9 this morning. Basically, yeah. Peter came on the programme earlier this week claiming he had 12 different species of spider. More than it, it, four, on. Hang 20 on, hang, plus. On, hang on, You yeah. showed me an earwig this morning. That no, you no, said no, was a no. Spider. Yes, they you are, did. they are. Yes, you monkeys. did, Peter. I hadn't got my spectacles on. I just climbed out of the bath. Do you know you should have told me to let me know that I was. you were coming. Uh, sorry about that, but I was expecting you between seven and a half, seven. It, you caught me napping. Ian, <laughs> no, Justin, me. he's, Ian, he's Ian. very brave, this Justin. I took my hat off to him because he put this, his camera phone so close to what is probably... No, no, no. In the doorway. No, no, no. Uh, and now that I've looked between the bins, there are nests of spiders. Uh, they thought, no, seriously, Justin, if you come back, come back, let me no, know you're coming. Can, and can, I, can I decline you're... that offer? Pardon? Can I decline <laughs> that offer? Do you mind? They, if, yes, absolutely. No, I don't mind. No, you're tell you, what, bra- I te- you were brave enough to be here in the first place. I, so I tell you what, Justin. I we... think you deserve a medal. Mm, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's okay. Now, just, uh, I, I'm, uh, Justin, you do very rarely do, does anyone get the better of you, Justin, and yet Peter... I he said, did. Nobody God, got blimey. the better of him. He got the better of the spiders. They all ran for cover. So, Peter, did Justin <coughs> see any spiders? Yes, he did. He saw uh, uh, a no, big he... one up in the corner be, behind the door yeah. that leads into the flat. And the problem okay. is, we uh, go into the... When we go... Point. Yeah. I'll ask him. Justin, yeah. you, you had mm. a big one up the back. Is that true? I, 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 I did see a big one. Hang on, Peter. Uh, yes, I, I, yes I, I, I did see a big one up the back. I have taken a photograph of that. We've sent it off to uh, a spider expert, but Peter claims that this is the most dangerous spider no, on no, this planet. No, no, no. It's, it's the Fulcus, the Fulcus, the little one with a body. We've got something like 12 different varieties here, and the Fulcus, we all know it. We call it Daddy Longlegs. But hang on a minute. A Daddy Longlegs isn't a spider. It is a... Sp- no, Did we no, send no, Justin to no, go and look no, at no, Daddy Longlegs? No, 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 no. I can't believe it. We no, sent Justin no, to no. look no. at Daddy, Daddy Longlegs. Longlegs is the crane fly. That's the one you call it. In <laughs> Kenya, we call the long-legged spiders, very thin legs, the focus, the Daddy Longlegs. Oh, They're yeah. also known in America as Daddy yeah. Longlegs. Is as, what's it called? Ladybirds and ladybugs over there, not... And um, woodlice are, she- uh, are pill bugs. We all have different names, but the folk. I've got a name for you, Peter. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I say one last thing? Can I say one last thing? Why not, Justin? Please do. Okay. He's a very okay. brave man, yeah. this man. Yeah. Well, and very yeah, good yeah, at his job. Yeah. Very, very brave man to look at earwigs. So, so <laughs> what, 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 what you said to me was, there's a yeah. white widow here. I went out to look at the white widow in, and guess what? No, Peter you... said to me, Peter said to me, oh, no, you can't see the white widow, but the white widow can see you. Oh, yes, it's hidden under... Oh, good Lord. It's on a flower bed, hidden behind, beneath everything. I'm not putting my hand in there. The other day when I put my hand anywhere near it, it jumped over the, the egg sack that it was carrying. Oh. And protected it, looked, glowered at me, and I thought, no, right. I'm not meddling okay. with you. Peter, listen, Peter, yep. can I apologise on behalf of BBC Three Counties Radio? I, you don't need, I don't need I any feel, apologies, No, I feel I do. No, I Thank feel I do. Not obviously not as good as Good Morning, This Is Britain, but never mind. I feel I do. I feel <laughs> Justin, mate. I feel you've let us down a little bit this morning. No, he didn't. How am I down? Well, you went to look at the spiders and you saw an earwig. Why, why didn't you dig no. around and find the White Widow? 
Look, no, 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 he I did. Could, he, I, could, I can sorry. only do what's put in front of me. It took Peter ten minutes to open his front door, and he, he, he greeted you, me. You got, there, was, you got there I early. I had to get dressed. I'd just been in the bath all right. for hours. He greeted me wearing a pirate's hat, took me downstairs, <laughs> and, opened, and opened his bin, and, and there was yeah. some food waste and an earwig in there. Clutching at straws on the way back, he claimed... No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Justin, Justin, don't speak to a guest like that, please, mate. was potential food. They live under the lid because we're in drought. We're in a drought, and the earwigs live in those things. They're in drought, say now. Yes. Yeah, anyway, no, earwigs are very edible, and they're often eaten by these spiders. They sort of reel them in like... But at the moment... Please. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. We're out of time. Please. Peter, we're out of time. I apologise on behalf of BBC Three Counties Radio for our reporter's attitude. I apologise he got he there. He was at... brilliant. He's not. No bad you're, you're, very, you're, very, you're very generous. He's, I think he's been disrespectful and rude this morning. Justin, no, thank you. No, no, not yeah. to me. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks, on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 